Yo. Oh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's get it. Um, oh, let's see if I can get this intro down without fucking up about 10 times. That's chill, um, easy. Yeah, easy work. Um, welcome to – well, I'll I'll talk like this is going to get – because if this is just shit house, we won't put it out there. But if it's good, we'll put it out there. So welcome to the first episode of The Cooper and Jared Show. Pretty simple name, I know, but – um. Yeah, thinking of a name is pretty fucking hard, so that was the best we could do. Um, today, we're pretty much just going to um, talk about the NBA preseason and some stuff to do with the NBA because it's um, it's coming back and we're both excited about it. We're going to get into some new NRL rule changes, which we both kind of fucking hate. And then we're going to talk about how our boy Logan Paul is going to beat the shit out of Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> so, you can. Fuck oath, I'm keen. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, um, just to start, we'll we'll talk about how we know each other. <clears throat> so at the start of fuck, what year was it? Twenty eighteen or twenty twenty nineteen? Oh yeah, yeah. It was after it, they all had a shit house year. I remember that, and they had the shit house year in twenty eighteen. So it would have been twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, I put a post out on and because uh, we're both Parramatta fans, I put a post up on a Parramatta Eels page. Um talking about how I want to start an Eels podcast, which I kind of half did. I mean, I did it for like two episodes and gave up. Um, but yeah, Jared was uh, – I put up a status and Jared was one of the first ones to comment, so I hit him up. And um, yeah, ever since then, we've been in contact. And um, yeah, we ended up running NRL TPO. Or we kind of still run it. Um, I'm a massive slack ass on it. You're more dedicated than me, but we both haven't posted for a while. No. Um, and we did that. It's just kind of fallen out of interest with that. But that's how we know each other. But um, I'm going to let you talk for a bit. So uh, just tell us where you're from and pretty much who you are, etc. Yeah, I'm Jared. I'm from a small, like, um, kind of a rural area called Nanango. Uh, it's about an hour or three hours or two hours away from Toowoomba. Uh, pretty much in the middle of nowhere. I've, I grew up, you know, loving footy and playing footy. Uh, you know, played for some pretty good levels of football and then, you know, just loving the sport altogether and uh, that kind of ventured out into other sports like NBA and things like that. But yeah, I just love sport. I love talking about sport. I love meeting people from sport. And as Cooper said at the start, that's how we met. So, you know, it, it does beautiful things for people. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I'm pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll get into me. I'm pretty much, well, I mean, I'm living in a small town called Nimbin at the moment, probably not known for the best things, but I'm in Nimbin at the moment, but grew up originally in Tari. Uh, that's where I'm from. Yeah, same as Jared, into footy. Pr- didn't play as high levels as him. I played rep a couple of times, but I was never anything too spe- – like I'd get to rep and I'd get kind of exposed to that level. Um, but, yeah, I was okay. I ran around a little bit. Um, but, yeah, just grew up like – a normal kid, just always outside, always playing sport, loving sport. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll, that's pretty much both of us. I guess we'll get into the first topic, which is NBA preseason. There's still a couple of games happening at the moment, but they're pretty shit. Uh, the Lakers Clippers games, half entertaining, but um, yeah, the, who is it? Sacramento and Portland, that game was kind of shit house. Um, 
But yeah, have you watched any of the preseason today or been oh. keeping up to date with it? I'll be keeping up to date with most of it. I think I think we should like go in order, I reckon. So I've got I've got the list in front of me here. Yeah. Um, game one was Houston Rockets yep. and the Chicago Bulls. Now, in my opinion, the standout was John Wall. Man, scored 13 points, five rebounds and nine assists. Uh, and he shot pretty well from the field as well. But the main thing for me is he was just explosive. And that was the first thing I was worried about coming off his ACL injury was just he wouldn't have that same speed or that same aggression. He looked explosive. He yep. looked he looked like old John Wall. And that was I'm so glad to see that. So that's kind of that's kind of one of the main. Yeah, things I watch. I watched a clip. I can't remember. I think it may have been Kobe White. Um, John Wall just blew straight fucking past him, like because he was saying it that he was doing it in uh, workouts and and like preseason that he was saying, "Oh yeah, I'm blowing by people," and people weren't really having it. They're like, "Oh yeah," a lot of players say this after coming off an injury, but yeah, he looked fast and he looked bouncy and he yeah it looked good. I'm I'm fucking happy for him. Mm. And another player, another injury-prone player, DeMarcus Cousins, came out and did 14, 14 points, five rebounds, and two assists, which is still great for him. Yep. Um, I don't think he played too many minutes, and I don't think he, the, you know, the, the Houston Rockets don't want to aggravate any injuries or anything like that. But, you know, two injury-prone players coming out, and, and they're known to be good friends, and I think it's just going to be really good for the Rockets. Uh, no James Harden, but, you know, what's uh, going on? Yeah. What do you think happens with James Harden with everything going on? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If you're the Rockets, it's like, do you trade him because you, in the end of the day, he's made it quite clear he doesn't want to play for your for your organization yep. and get something for him, but you also don't want to be taking step backs. You don't want to be taking like three steps back when you want to be taking at least one step forward. You want to, at least one all-star level player. You don't want to be getting, you know, could be yep. good players, young players like that. You want one all-star caliber player. And I just don't think teams are yeah, right I, Yeah, his trade value's gone down a little bit with all the fucking little hissy fit he's throwing. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I think he might start the season with Houston and eventually get traded. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what happens with him but either way it seems like a bit of a mess in Houston at the moment but honestly they looked half decent today without him like I know it's pre-season the Bulls didn't put out their best outfit but it was still like they still looked like I reckon they could still have a decent team if Boogie can get to relatively okay level John Mm. Wall looks like he's could be a borderline all-star again so Mm. I guess we'll see 100% where is your number one spot for Harden though that's that's what I want to know um uh, there was talks about the Nets, but I don't think that's happening. I don't think that will happen. Mm. I don't think they have the assets. Milwaukee is one, but I think they may have given up a lot for Drew Holiday. And I don't know if they've, because like a lot of those, I don't think they needed to give up that many picks for Drew Holiday. No. Um, some of those picks could have been used to get Harden, unless they trade Middleton, but I don't know how the salaries really match up. I don't know what Middleton's on, so... Um, I guess Milwaukee's probably number one at the moment. And I think he only really wants to go to contest. Oh, Philly's another one. I, mm. he, he'd be all right at Philly. I'd like to see him with a good big man like um, Joel Embiid. But, yeah, I guess we'll see. I really don't know. What about you? So, I, I agree with Philly. And you said something just then. You said big man like Joel Embiid. So, that trade package, I gather you want Ben Simmons involved in it. Because I 100% agree with you. Yeah, I don't. 
think I know they're both young, but I think we've seen enough to show that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid aren't really working out. Hundred percent, hundred and fifty percent. And and I mean, yeah. I feel like Harden is a player that can space the floor much better than Simmons. I mean, he's he's a he's a threat at the at the line, like attacking the line, but he ain't he can't shoot anything. And Joel Embiid, I think, will thrive yeah. off having that that shooter, um, at least take a lot of pressure from the paint. I also think it's the most realistic mm. one as well because I feel like Houston. Well, if I was offered at Houston um, Ben Simmons, I would for for James Harden. I don't really think you're going to get much better than that. So I I think Houston accepts it. Um, it's just whether Philly want to pull the trigger on that 100%. because Ben Simmons. Obviously, there's quite an age gap between the do uh, between the two. Um, James Harden's what thirty odd, and um. Pardon me, and um, Ben Simmons early twenties. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, okay. Either way, I I don't really think there's a huge. W- oh, actually, it depends what they. It depends what Houston gets, but um, we'll see. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, well, that's basically that Rockets and game. The the Bulls didn't do anything to impress me enough to talk about it. Um. But the next team is the Magic versus the Hawks. The Magic win that game 116 to 112. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I didn't really. I haven't even checked the stats in that. So I don't really know who was playing and who wasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, I'm not going to really read into it too much. Two decent teams. I think the Magic um, go under. Like, I don't think they were ever going to. Well, not ever, but not for a long while. They're not contending for a championship, but they should be that seventh or eighth seed again be around there. Um, Atlanta should probably, with the team they have, they should probably be finishing around the sixth seed. So two fairly equally matched teams. But yeah, I didn't watch it. I haven't seen the highlights. So I don't really know what happened in the game, to be honest. Okay. Well, looking at the the main rosters and obviously minutes played and whatnot, uh, the big ones were the Magic didn't have uh, Jonathan Isaac and they didn't have Mo Bamba. That's pretty much the only outs that were significant enough to mention. Uh, and then the Hawks, they didn't have Rajon Rondo and Chris Dunn. Yep. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, the the game, the scoreline surprises me. Um, Trey Young only getting seven points. Again, it's preseason, doesn't mean much. But a player of his caliber, I feel like, should at least be scoring, you know, at an okay level. He shot dreadfully. Yep. He, didn't, he didn't get a three. He, 0% from the three-point line, 22% from the field. He just struggled. Um and that's a little bit worrying, but again, preseason doesn't mean anything right now. But yeah, let's hope he gets out of that quick. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this one I know you're passionate about: <laughs> the Knicks and the Detroit yep. Pistons. Fuck's sake! <laughs> I watched. I got up early, like I mean, I say I got up early. The game started at eleven, but <laughs> for me, on a Saturday, I'm usually sleeping in a lot. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I set my alarm, got up. Couldn't fucking... Oh, I found a stream, but it was really dodgy. So I got up a live stream on YouTube of some people talking about it. And the whole time they're like, oh, yeah, hopefully Jelly comes in. I spent the whole fucking however long an NBA game is sitting down in front of my TV waiting for Jelly to come in. I couldn't even watch him. I just had to assume it was going to come in or not go in off people talking. And then I fucking look at the game thing. Like I want to Google to see how much time the game's got left. And it's like 30 fucking seconds. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. So I'm pretty pissed off about that. I don't uh, – maybe he gets a chance next game. I, I don't know. Je- he seems to get fucked around a bit, our boy. 
Yeah, the Ball Brothers. They, I mean, I'm excited to see. Um, I'm excited to see what's. Oh my god, I totally forgot his name. His name. What's the uh, Lame- youngest? Lamelo tomorrow. Lamelo, that's it. Totally. Lamelo, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, but yeah, the Ball Brothers they ain't getting the love they deserve, man. <laughs> ah, not at all. Fuck. Um, yeah, I doubt he, I, I think there's a chance he comes over to the NBL next year. Um, it depends what happens with uh, the, if another G League team picks him up because, like, unless the the case was unless Leangelo Ball, like, he had to play so well in preseason that the Pistons waived one of their current players, which is just not going to happen because Leangelo is not going to get the game time. So, um, yeah, and it seems like the Pistons are opting out of their G League season. Mm. Um, so, yeah, unless he gets signed to another G League team, because he can't go another year without basketball. He sat out for the like, past two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I were him, I'd consider just coming overseas and playing in the NBL for a bit, because I reckon he could definitely hold his own in the NBL without a doubt. So, whether he does or he doesn't, I'm not sure. I guess we'll see what happens. No, 100%. 100%. I think – so, hear me out. This is a bit of a wild – not wild, but I think that this is what some teams, especially small market teams, should do. Look at the every single comment of all that preseason game for the Detroit Pistons. Whenever they uploaded a photo, anything, it was put yet Jello in the game, put him in the game, put him in the game. He is marketable. Extremely. Yep. All the Ball Brothers are. So I think what they what a small market team who aren't pushing to make a, a playoff run sign him give him minutes even just off the bench just have him minutes because he'll bring attention to your team and right now a small market team let's just say even charlotte the charlotte hornets they if they signed him that would bring attention you got two of the ball brothers now whenever they play orlando yeah. that's the biggest one of the biggest skepticals you can have you know the ball brothers against each other i just think they should do it and it's not even like you have to give them although i'd love to say it uh, for Leangelo, it's not even like you have to give him significant game time. If you're a small market team and you gave him like your team's getting blown out and you gave him the last couple minutes of in the fourth quarter, the fact that you can still sell his jersey, I mean, it is kind of like using him, which I don't know, I guess it's a business at the end of the day, mm. but you can still sell his jersey, you can still market the shit out of him. So I think it's a smart idea for a small market team to, to do, which is... The Pistons have posted one thing about Jello, and it was like him with his pre-game outfit before the, the game today or something like that. I'm like, cunt, you've got one of the most popular dudes in basketball and you're not marketing it. Like, they're doing fuck all to market him. So that's on the Pistons. 100%. Like, there was that – did you see that that billboard put up? Like, Detroit loves you, Jello? Or something yeah. Like- yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Like, this guy is – and all the Ball Brothers are, from the second they came into the league, they're all the most marketable brothers, at least, in the NBA. And, like, this guy, as yep. you said, he's one of the most popular players for a dude who hasn't stepped foot on a basketball court at an NBA level. Yeah. Well, he's got, what, nearly two and a half million followers on Instagram. I checked that this morning. I was like, fuck. This guy's got more followers than majority of NBA players. So yeah. – and the fact that um, – and I think he goes underrated as well. People forget that he was a leading scorer on that Chino Hills team that went undefeated and won the whatever they call it, the championship or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, he, Lonzo and Lamelo are better. I feel like only the only thing Jelly can really do is shoot. But, like, there's plenty of players that can just be 
spot up three point shooters, like a three and D type of guy. Um, mm. Hopefully, he gets his chance. Hundred percent. I mean, look how Seth Curry came into the into the league. He was literally just a spot up shooter. That was yep. it. And now he's just signed. I think who did he sign yep. with? Um, or got traded to at least. I think it's Mavericks. I might be wrong about that though. But uh, now he's yeah yeah I think so. Yeah, like he's literally better, averaging a better three-point percentage than his brother, who is known to be one of the best three-point shooters in the league. So, yeah, I, don't yeah. Know. I think I think he has big ups and they need to play him more minutes, just any minutes at all. Yep. But, yep. Um, yep. yeah. So the next game, it's still going on. We're in about the third quarter. It's the Portland Trailblazers and the Sacramento Kings. I have a few things I want to talk to you about in this one. One of them is Kamalo yep. Anthony. He's back. Yep. He's coming off the bench. He's got his cornrows. What's your thoughts? How's his year going to look? Um, I do not want to be a hater because I do like Carmelo, but I feel like he's slightly – I still think he's a solid NBA player, Um, but I think he's slightly overrated now. Like People kind of rate him a bit more than they should. Uh, definitely isn't the player that he used to be, but still like – I. Well, I mean, I don't really have an NBA team, but if I was an NBA GM, I'd definitely be putting my hand up to have him. So I'm mm. not hating him on hating on him in that aspect. I think people are just overhyping him a little bit. I do love the new fucking all not really new haircut because he's had it before, but I like the haircut. I'm a big mm. fan of that. Did he end up changing his number back to seven or is he still double O? He's still double O. Still double O. Uh, yeah, I hope he gets I hope he gets seven, but um, yeah, that Portland team could make some noise. They had a decent offseason. Um, I think Robert Covington. They they signed Robert Covington, didn't they? Yeah, big you signing. Know, big yeah, signing. Huge signing. That's a big loss for uh, Houston as well. Um, I used to think Robert Covington was fucking ass because uh, I watch Kenny's rebuilds, King of the Fourth Quarter's rebuilds on YouTube. Yeah. And he always goes on because Robert Covington and NBA 2K is dog shit. Um, but yeah, in real life, he's actually a solid player. So I used to go around talking to people, telling him, telling them that he was dog shit. When this whole time he's actually been a fucking solid NBA player. I watched his highlights and I was like, oh, jeez, I've been wrong about this guy. But yeah, they could make some. No- well, not really make some noise. I don't know. I Portland are a hard team to predict. It kind of really just depends on Dame and CJ and how they play together. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think with my view on Portland is they don't have that backup point guard they have you know when when dame's off and cj's on the court they have cj running that point guard position but when you have a, a shooting guard kind of spreading the floor it yes cj is a fucking talented player don't get me wrong but that lack of backup point guard or at least a, a true point guard like daniel lillard is a great basketball player but he's not a player who's consistently mm. going to get you eight assists or ten assists a night he had he has been coming towards the end yep. of the season but he's not going to average that Throughout the whole, you know, the whole year, especially uh, if if they're struggling towards the end of the year, that kind of thing. But that that yep. lack of true point guard on their team worries me a little bit, um, because I just I don't yep. think CJ is a, is a point guard. So if Portland get knocked out, or if they miss the playoffs or get knocked out first round, do you think it's time they trade one of those? Well, I don't think they're going to trade Dame, but do you think it's time they trade CJ? Ah. <sighs> I I think so, uh, or at least I think they they done well in getting Robin Covington. Um, even you know having players like Ennis Can- uh, Cantor 
I think he came back. Yep. Um, you know, those kind of players, I think they're doing well because their main issue last year was was their defensive and their rebounding throughout the game. Uh, and adding, and they've, yep. they've, they've done well in adding players to fix those things. But longevity-wise, I just don't think they have what it takes. And, and if it does go wrong, I think they need to look at getting rid of CJ and bringing in role players to help Dane kind of yep. run the show a little bit more. Like, yep, my, my, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's my opinion there. But, you know, I get why they wouldn't want to either. You know, you've got two franchise level players who can, you know, if, yeah. I'm a, if I'm a small market team, I would do anything to grab either one of them. But it, it would be scary as well because, uh, oh, sorry, didn't mean uh, to uh, talk over there. Um, it'd be scary because if you trade one of them players and it goes, because like at the moment, um, they are a solid team, but they're not championship contender. So it's whether you want to blow it up and in hope to be a championship contender years down the track, or if you just want to stay as this really solid team, but probably won't do a whole lot. Um, yeah. My thoughts are, uh, like they're not, I don't think they're like a six seed. I think they're like a, an eight seed low I love just making playoffs, in my opinion, Portland Trailblazers. Yep. You've got upcoming teams like the Orlando Pelicans. I mean, yeah, the Pelicans, who have a healthy Zion. Lonzo, who's getting confidence each game I watch him play. You know, spot-up shooters like JJ Redick. Steven Adams, who's one of the most dominant big men I've seen in the NBA. Strong, great at what he does. Yeah. I think that they're Brandon going to Ingram. Brandon Ingram, yeah. Literally most improved player of the year. Forgot about him. Yeah. I think that they're, they're going to yep. struggle to make the top, to make playoffs. Yep. Yep. Uh, was that it for the preseason games or were there, we have, were there more? We have one more. Now, this one is the Clippers versus Lakers. Now, the main, yep. the main outs for these two teams are, well, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Markeith Morris, and Marco Sol, oh, and also the GOAT, Jared Dudley. Yep. He isn't playing for the Lakers. So... Those are big outs. Now, the Clippers, they really have only rested Markeith Morris. That's it. And Lou Will. Oh, no, wait. Lou Will has played. Yeah, that's it. They've got Paul George. They've got Kawhi out there. And right now, the score is 72 to 71 to the Lakers. What are your thoughts on yep. on that? Just just hearing that stat line alone. No LeBron, no AD. And the Lakers are still beating the Clippers right now with their superstar. I checked um, the stats just before we started recording, uh, to, and then that's where I found out LeBron and AD weren't playing, and that Kawhi and Paul George were both playing. The Clippers realistically should be blowing the Lakers out, not blowing the Lakers out, but having a comfortable lead, not really letting it go. Um, I rem- well, I, maybe I'm tripping, but I'm pretty sure Montrose Harrell was playing pretty good. I think he had near a double double last time I checked. Um, and that's against his former team. Yeah, got one. Now. Yeah, I don't know. With I don't know, I don't know with the Clippers. They're um, they're they're a hard team to kind of because they are the championship team on paper. It's just they don't really seem to be getting it to the. I know this is all preseason. I, I'm not saying it's over right now. They've got a whole season to play. This is kind of speaking more on last season and the, the fact they're getting beaten by like a a B grade Lakers team in the moment. Um, yeah, they're a weird team to kind of think about um should we get into that paul george contract because he's gonna whether unless he requests a trade he's gonna it seems like this clippers team staying the same for a while 
I, I okay, yeah, I reckon we should. I think I have a I have an opinion. I feel like a lot of people don't. I feel like I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. I think it was the right decision on the Clippers' end. Yep. Um, big big money paying towards a player who, when he's 34, is going to be earning 40 odd million dollars a year. I get that, not great, but right now, OKC. I mean, sorry, um, the Clippers owe OKC how many how many picks for Paul George? You know, for how many years? Like, oh, they've. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the Clippers are in a point where it's win now or this is over. That's why they invested in in Paul George. Yeah, because it's win now or we're going to blow this whole shit up. Yeah, and I think well, I think they're a genuine. People are um, writing them off already. There are definitely a genuine chance. Paul George. I know he struggled in the playoffs a little bit, um, not a little bit, like a fair bit. Mm. But Paul George is still a fucking MVP caliber if he wants to be. And Kawhi Leonard's one of the best players in the league as well. So you definitely can't write him off. No. Like, what, two years ago, 2018 season, Paul George was in the top three or top four MVP like votings. Like, Paul George has potential. And, and yeah. even when you go back to his Pacers days, he was known to be clutch in the playoffs. It's not like he can't do it. Paul George can do it. But the only thing that yeah. worries me is, is they haven't re-signed Kawhi. And Kawhi has played for teams like Sac- I mean, not Sacramento, uh, Spurs, Toronto. Literally won a, a chip and left. It's not like he's loyal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they don't win this year or do well this year, I think Kawhi's gone. Yeah. Won. Yeah. This is their last season. Really. Um. Uh. Wait. Are you still there? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. My phone yeah, just popped up with this trying. Uh. Trying to reconnect to call. I freaked out for a second. That's because my internet's really shit. So yeah, <laughs> if it cuts out, um. That's my bad. We'll just um, get on the call again. But, um, yeah, Kawhi's going to fuck off if they don't win this year, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it's win now. Um, it's Yeah, it's now or never, really. So, um, yeah, if I was... Yeah, because yeah. they can't. They got, they got... Oh, if I was you Clippers got, yeah, fans, yeah. I'd be freaking the fuck out because that Lakers team, um, when they're playing all their superstars, I don't see a team really beating that they're mm. pretty good I think yeah 100% like I think because they've they they aren't going to have a, they can't rebuild through the draft at this point yeah. they can't they've given too many too many picks up to be rebuilding through the draft and if you don't have if you're paying Paul George and Kawhi leaves free agency isn't an attractive that's not an attractive spot for you how long did he stay at the paces for without a superstar yeah. Paul George isn't attractive in that sense to bring another superstar level player over. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I, they just need to win. They need to win. Yeah. Um, you reckon that does it for the NBA? Should we get into the uh, new NRL rules or a couple of them? I think that, I think that does it for NBA. Let's jump in the NRL. Yeah, 100%. Um, so we'll discuss because there's a few of the rules uh, they added that don't really mean a whole lot. But the biggest talking point was the two-point field goal from field goals kicked outside of um, the 40-meter line, outside of your 40-meter line or whatever. I don't like it. Um, it wasn't needed. It wasn't asked for. When is it going to be utilized? I don't know. Um, yeah, like, uh, I'm for ch- like I'm all for change in the game if it's for good. But, like, I feel like this is too big of a change and we're kind of getting away from the traditional game, which we should still keep a part of. 
Um, I wasn't a fan of the rule when it came out. It's been a couple of days. I've slept on it. I'm still not a fan. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on it? I have the exact same thoughts. It was seemingly just out of the blue. Um, I don't get why it was needed. It's, it's not something that I think, as you said, is going to be utilised all that much in games. Um, but I have a question for you in regards to that. What players do you think are going to benefit the most from this this rule? Um, who's a big or Latrell can kick a big field? I know I froth over Latrell. Um, if we do more, if we do more episodes <laughs> of this podcast, people will soon pick up how much I fucking jizz over this guy. But I do like Latrell. Latrell has a big boot on him. Um, then you got your basics like Cleary and Cherry Evans and stuff. I just don't really. Reynolds is my Ooh, big yep. one. Oh, yep. I forgot about Reynolds. Um, but, like, I don't – imagine your team – so it's, what, 12-12. Your team kicks a field goal from normal range, so you're up 13-12. Imagine defending really well, keeping them just over your half, and they kick some fucking flukish field goal to win the game from, like, 50. Like, well, it's not going to be flukish if it's from 50. It's going to take mm. skill. But I think you also need to reward good defense. And then it's also – like, are you going to start – this is all hypothetical. They're not going to do this. But if you're going to allow field goals from beyond the 40 to be two points, are you going to start allowing conversions from beyond the 40 to be three points and blah, blah, blah? Like, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty stupid. Like, I did not see the need for this rule to be put in place. Yeah, 100%. Um, so what was another one? That uh, that's the only rule I've got written down that we discussed. Are there any other rules you want to discuss? Because they put in like eight, but I can't really remember them off the top of my head. The, the big one the big one for me was six agains uh, for 10-meter infringements. Now, the game, how I, how I see the game going forward, and I think even just looking back to how this season, and I understand players will adapt and become more used to the, the kind of speed that the game's going to be play at. But fatigue is going to be a massive, massive thing. And, I mean, as we see in the NBA, load management. Some superstars have load management because of it. I think the NRL are going to start – we're going to see more players, especially on the, the later ends of their careers. Still good players, but the later ends of their careers, I think they're going to struggle to keep up with that pace, especially if we're just tapping, you know, tapping and running or anything like that. There's just – the, the pace of the game, I feel like, is going to get away from a lot of players, yeah. um, which worries me a little I bit. I think injuries are going to become a lot more uh, prominent in the game as well because fatigue is a big factor in people getting injured. Hell, that's... I think... I don't know what the um, yeah. the rate of injury was this year, but it seemed like everyone went down with a fucking ACL at some point. Like, there were just so many injuries this year. And I think that's on... Like, a lot yeah. of that can be luck but all unlucky um it's not luck if you get injured but um i think it, i think it comes <laughs> down to fatigue a lot of it i think the um 10 meter six so if you're offside you get a six again instead of a penalty i think that's going to be abused a bit slash uh exploited because if i'm defending and i come off my own line and if i put a good shot on you and take you back a bit and i was offside and would I rather give away and just say that was on first tackle? Would I rather give away a six tackle set? So now from from first tackle it goes back down to zero. So you literally gave away one tackle. Would I rather give away a penalty where they're going to kick it down forty meters downfield? So in that aspect, I think it's going to get exploited mm. a bit, um, but hopefully not. 
Um, I'm happy with the six again thing. Uh, I think it speeds up the game. I just think that there will be people that um, abuse this new rule. Uh, I think Melbourne. I think Melbourne will be the first team to, to do it. I mean, I think they've adjusted one of the best to the new rules that were brought in just, just recently. Uh, and I know Melbourne, they work so... They're such a good team at that. They will do little things that you just other teams just don't think of. Like when they, you know, feed the scrum and then they hold the ball in the scrum for a little bit, then play it out, gets those players or those defending players offside. It's like... That's something that I've, I've seen Melbourne do the first time and now it's just, you see it almost, well, a lot more often. Yep. Melbourne are going to really pick apart these new rules and I think that's why they're such a successful club because they can do um, that. A question I'm going to ask you is, because one of the new rules is for when a play gets dragged over the sideline or when the ball gets kicked out, it's going to just be a play the ball instead of a scrum. Are we soon going to have a game with yep. no scrums? Are scrums getting eliminated from rugby league? Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent are. Um, there was talks about it even just even just this year. They don't. Uh, the NRL doesn't like the scrums. They want to get rid of it. Um, and and as I said earlier, they're they're pushing for this faster pace game, and the scrums slow that pace down for them, and they don't like that. So I, I think I think it could be within the next year or, or two. Scrums are think completely gone. They want even as so because obviously we've both played, so we understand some of the importance. Because a lot of when I played, a lot of our set plays came off scrums. So scrums can be important for that. Would you want to see a game without scrums, or do you think they should still be used in some aspects? Um, I think in the long run, again, it, it all just falls back to the way it, the game is is kind of becoming. Um, like what this year? Look how many. Because now you obviously have the decision to choose where you pack the scrum. Yep. Um, so, and look how many tries have been scored off scrums this year alone. Yeah. I think it makes for entertaining football because you're watching these, you know, these key players, Munsters, even the Latrell Mitchells, they, he did so well off, off those, uh, scrum feeds, especially, you know, 30 meters out, whatever, however far out they were, but he was dominating on that. Um, but I think unfortunately, yeah, they're just, they're just going to be gone in the next couple of years. I personally love them. I think. As, and as you said, as someone who's played rugby league before, the importance of a scrum and even just having that moment of, okay, guys, clarity, let's figure the fuck out what we're doing um, is important. And taking that away, I think we're going to see a lot more sloppy football, a lot more errors in football, uh, a lot more miscommunication. Um, but, you know, that's the way that the NRL wants it to be it played. It seems even like with all these new rules, like forwards will never be eliminated from the game. Forwards will always exist. But it seems like they're almost trying to fuck forwards off. It's, mm. it's a bit like the NBA where, People think they're moving towards like centers are always going to be there, but where they're moving towards a game without centers, it seems like that's what they're doing with footy. But yeah, they'll always be forwards. It's just yeah, it seems like where they're going. Um, now to our boy Logan Paul. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to be our boy for. <laughs> doing? Why would you take this for? I mean, for Logan Paul. I- even though he's going to die, I can understand it because he's going to... Oh, actually, no, I don't even fucking understand it. Is it worth the embarrassment? Like, is it worth nearly dying for? Um, the way I look at it is, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen the amounts these guys are getting. How much are they getting? Do you know? But 
So Logan's getting, I think, 400K or 200, like yeah. 300K in cash. I mean, Floyd's getting, I think, 5 million. Oh, far out. Um, Floyd's also getting 50% of all sales. Yep. And Logan's getting 5% of all sales. Uh, so, yeah, decent. Oh, actually. <laughs> now, the way. There you go. Shit paper, Logan. Yep. Shit, shit paper, Logan. I think the big thing is with him, he wins in this case no matter what he does. He goes out there and he loses to the fight. He lost to a 15-0 fighter. No shit. And a lot of these people who are boxing fanatics or even just young adults who just are interested in watching, you know, someone that they grew up knowing as, a, as an expert fighter or even someone they grew up thinking is a, is a good entertainer in Logan Paul is now in that ring. So I think he'll get a lot more traction to his YouTube, his everything in that sense. And if he wins, if if Lord forbid he beats Floyd Mayweather, imagine he has now beat a fifteen oh five. Imagine the fucking because I'm um I never used to be, but I I'm a low gangster. I love my Logan Paul. I listen to Impulsive. I, <laughs> I watch I watch all of his videos. I might have to buy that merch one day. I would fucking I don't know what I'd do if he. It's not going to happen. But if he beat Floyd Mayweather, holy shit. That would it would it would break the internet a hundred percent. It'd break the fucking internet. Yep. Even if he just goes like Floyd Mayweather's a fighter who will just pick you apart. Yep. Um, and KSI in one of his videos said it best. He'll just toy with you, and he'll he'll beat you yep. on points. Floyd Mayweather. He won't have to. He, I don't think he'll knock Logan out. But but Logan just needs to go out there and just give it his all. That's what I said into the group chat. Um. Logan is a big motherfucker. He's like six foot three and 200 pounds. Floyd Mayweather's only a small dude. Mm. Floyd Mayweather's what, maybe five, seven, uh, 150 pounds. If, if Logan just goes in there and KSI said it as well, and just be unorthodox and just throws haymakers and just swings galore. If one of those punches or a couple of those punches connect, I don't think it's going to knock Floyd out, but, Fuck it, will rock him because Logan is a big dude. That mm-hmm. would be good to watch. Um, it's also going to be weird seeing such a small fighter against such a big fighter because Floyd should win, but whether he's going to, oh, Floyd would one hundred percent be able to knock him out. But I think people, I think people think yeah, it will be 100%. a lot easier for him than what. I'm not saying that Logan's going to go out there and kill it. I'm just saying that. Um, being that big, it's going to take a lot more power from Floyd to knock him out. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens in the fight. I'm excited regardless. Like you said, it's a win for Logan unless he gets, like, brutally knocked out like Nate Robinson and he just becomes a massive meme. Um, mm. <clears throat> then it's a bit of a, an L. But even if he goes in there and lasts all the rounds, which will probably happen because, like you said, I reckon Floyd's just going to win on points. He's just going to go out there and do what he usually does. That's a win for him as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for him. Um, no. But I guess we'll see what happens. I, I think Logan's reach is going to come so handy in this fight. Keep Floyd away from your body. Keep him away. And that reach is going to be so fucking helpful for that. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't think Logan has what it takes to... to I mean, we haven't seen Logan fight since KSI. We haven't yeah. actually seen him. Before. Also, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. You know what I mean? He could be in that KSI fight. Um, 
Logan fucking wins that, okay? How are you fucking telling me that it's yeah. a two-point deduction for that little tap on the head while he was on the ground? Like, whatever. But we won't get into that. But either way, I think Logan was a better fighter um, that night. Maybe Logan just goes into this Floyd Mayweather fight, like you said, just utilizes the jab and just fucking runs away from Floyd. That's what I would do. I'd go in there, jab him, run around for a bit, jab him again, run around for a bit, jab him again. That's what I'd do. Just stay the fuck away from him. Don't let Floyd in close. Get the fuck out. 100%. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But speaking of Paul Brothers, what about Jake? Jake McGregor. You reckon it's going to happen? Not for a while. If it does eventually happen, um, Jake can fucking fight. He, I know people um, keep telling him, oh, he hasn't versed a real boxer yet. But... I mean, Deji, okay, you can make that excuse for slightly. Gib had a full-on training camp, and he was training fucking hard. He trained just as hard as KSI fought, just as hard as KSI trained. Like, he wasn't – like, of course like of course, he isn't a fucking a full-on fighter yet. He's had three fights. But, yeah, Gib, I'm definitely going to give him credit for that. And the way he fucked up Nate Robinson, like, I would back Jake Paul against a lot of amateur – Boxers, like obviously he's not gonna. I don't think he'd beat Conor McGregor now, but fuck, if he trains for the, like, lucky like years for the next five years or whatever, there's no reason why. Because in five years' time, Jake Paul's probably going to be in his prime, and Conor McGregor's going to be out of it. So I reckon he's a chance. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. What do you reckon will happen in that? I I, I sound like a, I sound like a Jake Pauler here, but if we're putting Conor McGregor, I'm talking right now. Yep. Conor McGregor, Jake Paul in a boxing, box, quote, boxing ring. I think Jake Paul wins. Yeah. The only time we've seen Conor McGregor in, in, the, in a boxing ring was with Floyd. But, jeez, Jake just is looking too good right now. And even just footage of him doing, like, just some sparring stuff. He's looking deadly. We didn't, we, we haven't actually seen Jake Paul fight properly because he's knocking people out in the first round or second round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think Jake has a lot. What do you think happens? Yeah, I don't think it will happen. What, what do you think would happen in a Jake Paul v. Logan Paul fight? Jake. I think Jake. I think Jake just, right now, I'm, I'm just backing him. I'm, I'm really in. And as I said to you the day of the fight, I said, this kid can fight. Like, this guy is somebody who is only going to get better. And it shocked me. And it keeps shocking me that we haven't seen this guy fight past, I think, the third round. I think uh, the, the towel got thrown yeah. in with Deji. Like, and Deji was, he was doing nothing. Deji was running. Yeah. Every single fight that he had an opponent who was aggressive. Nate was super aggressive. Not, not prepared, but that's okay. Let's not talk about that. But super aggressive. Um, Gibb was super aggressive as well. And he handled that. He can close off that, that close quarter fighting really well and kind of um, get effective jabs in. And, and that's why I think if we watch this guy go to the end of a round, however many rounds this guy's fighting next, I think he can win on points as well as just knockouts. Yes, every single fight he's had is a, is a knockout. or a um, That Deji fight as well. He was only coming off like <clears throat> two months training before that. So... And he still, he still performed well in that. 100%. And just from the fucking start with Gibby, he looks... Remember, they said it on Impulsive once. I think Mike said it. Um, Logan hasn't got that killer mentality like 
Jake does. You see Jake in the ring and he would literally kill someone if he could in that fucking ring. Like he has that mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's fucking he, – he's a good fighter, Jake. And if I'm KSI, I 100 – like I think he has to now because he's spoken it up too much, but I would not take that fight if I was KSI. I think KSI loses. I think, I think KSI loses I, every Yeah, I think KSI loses in the first think- round. From I reckon Jake Paul knocks him the because think about it. Jake Paul's going to be training his ass off probably six times a week until that fight, like or just in general. KSI's doing his YouTube and he's doing the, his music tours and that. So like, um, when he eventually gets ready for the fight, he's probably going to be coming off a couple months. Um, and Jake, Nate Robinson, and Gibb are both fighters like KSI. They're um, a bit random and just throw haymakers and just kind of get by by spirit and toughness. But when you come up against a fighter as good as Jake, that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything. I think Jake will beat KSI and beat him really comfortably. 100%. And I think, honestly, I think he knows it too. I think KSI knows it. And it's hard. Like when he said he's not impressed. You can't Mm. not be impressed. Honestly, that knockout on Nate Robinson. Yes, people are saying he was underprepared. We've also got to remember, Nate Robinson was the person yep. who called Jake out. So, him being underprepared is not Jake's fault. Also, um, obviously, probably they weren't sparring when KSI was getting better, but KSI and Gibb were sparring partners, and they apparently had close fights. And we already saw how comfortably Jake took care of, of Gibb. Um, I remember after that fight, I watched the um, replay on YouTube because I didn't buy it. Fuck KSI looks rattled. Like when they zoom, when they pan to him on the camera, he's like his legs shaking. He's got his hand over his mouth. He, um, yeah, I think there's no way KSI beats Jake. Um, and yeah, I honestly think Jake makes a full-on career out of it. I don't see why he doesn't. I think he goes away from YouTube, and this is the new him now. One hundred percent. I mean, and again, this is off a of Logan Paul impulsive. Jake is now, as Logan said once, a big prize fighter in, in the boxing world. Yeah. In the end of the day, he's bringing in numbers. And I think I read somewhere, I think it was like 45% of the viewers from Mike Tyson fight were to watch Jake versus yeah. Robinson. Yeah, and he took... He, and if I'm... Design, he took the, if I'm, oh, sorry. He took the spotlight in that yeah. fight as well. No one was really talking about Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. after the whole... Card. They were talking about Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how can you? How can you? I mean, these two old <laughs> bastards. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I, the, the day I see Mike Tyson putting his gut up in his fucking sports yeah. bra, I'm done. I don't want to see this man in the ring. <laughs> what was he doing yeah. out there? But I mean, I personally thought that fight was so boring. Oh. It was so boring. Mike won. I mean, the reason they tied it was because it's a charity event. But Mike won that fight. Yeah. Fuck, it was paying like $12 to be a draw on sports bet as well. I didn't even know. If I knew it was paying that much, I would have put money on it being a draw as well. Well, I actually, I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. Do you reckon many people going into that fight would have picked a draw though? Nah. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. I, I mean, it makes sense that it was a draw because like you said, it was a charity event. But, um, yeah, I think most people had Mike Tyson coming into the fight. 
because I think even you said that day it was like Mike was like a dollar like seventy or something, yeah. or like a dollar sixty. He was like nothing to to yeah. Win. Fuck this thing popped up on my but, phone yeah, again. I just it's it trying good. to reconnect. If we're unable to reconnect you in a few minutes, we'll end the call and blah blah blah. Okay, I guess this is where we're gonna end. Because this went way fucking better than I thought it would. Bro, you're cutting um, out. Sound like and yeah, I think we do it weekly if you're keen. If you're keen, 100% weekly. 100%. I'm down, bro. I'll Let's go. Um, but yeah, cheers for listening to the first episode. Um, I don't know. I've lost you, bro. I've lost you. <laughs> I feel so lonely. Hello? This is very sad. Cooper, I miss you. I can't do a podcast by myself. Come back. Please. <laughs> I don't know if I can close it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Do I close it? Hello?